Hey there, welcome to the She Connects podcast. I'm thrilled that you are here. My name is Susan Vandenhuvel, and I have the honor of being your host each and every week. She Connects is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, and allows me to connect with women in the online space. I wholeheartedly believe that we as women enjoy connecting with one another to share hearts, disappointments, dreams, any challenges that we're facing, and really to just do life together. The heartbeat behind this podcast is to help empower and equip you to step into all that God has for you to do in this world. I'll be sharing whatever God has placed on my heart for the week, and from time to time I invite guests on the show that I personally have gleaned and been inspired from people that I admire and I just maybe want to learn a little bit more from and that I believe you will appreciate listening to. So welcome. I cannot wait to connect with you today. Hey everyone, welcome back to the She Connects podcast. I'm so excited to connect with you this week. I have a really fun guest with us that you are just really going to enjoy listening to. And if you are new here, first of all, welcome. But if you're not aware, we have uh, started a, a series that I have titled Collaboration Over Competition. So be sure that you are going back and reviewing those uh, episodes before this one, just to kind of get a really good idea of what everybody has to say. I've had some amazing guests talking about this topic and uh, every single one of them have offered different perspectives, and I just think it's so great. So with that, welcome to the show, uh, Emily Vermillion. Tell us a little bit about who you are and um, where you're joining us from. Yes, I'm so happy to be here, Susan. Thank you for having me on today's episode. So I am actually from North Carolina, and uh, I am married to my high school sweetheart. We've been together for a long time now. Uh, we have two little toddlers, a four and a three-year-old, and I am a certified Christian life coach and a podcast host. So that's kind of what I'm doing in the midst of trying to keep our house together <laughs> and keep my energy levels up. So uh, it's busy around here, but wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. It sounds like you have a lot of moving pieces in life. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so are you loving the weather out there? I mean, is it, is it nice there all the time? It is. We have, um, we have all seasons, so that's a perk. And in the summer, it's a little bit hard for me. I'm a mountain girl at heart. I love being in the mountains, went to college in the mountains. And in the summer here, it is hot and humid. So we don't have the luxury of dry heat. It's very much wet as soon as you walk mm -hmm. outside, but uh, looking forward to having the warm weather and yeah, it's still, it's still a nice place to live and we love it. Good. Awesome. That's a, it's a bucket list um, place for me to visit. I have seen pictures and I actually have some friends that live out in that area. And I keep saying, I'm just going to show up at your doorstep. And I don't know, like, you don't have to entertain me. I just want to take in the, <laughs> the scenery. <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Cause you can go to the mountains and, and the beach in a day if you wanted to make that happen. So it's, there's a lot to do and uh, you get to experience different 
different walks of life and lifestyles. So it's fun. <laughs> mm, I love that. Well, I'm excited to uh, dive into this topic of collaboration over competition with you. And I don't know, I, I just think that we're going to go ahead and start off by diving into the deep end of the pool right away. Let's um, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so right off the bat, do you agree that we see competition among women more than men? And if you do, why do you think that is? Well, you know, I like this question because it really made me think about it. And I, I definitely believe that we as women are a lot more observant and I'm not putting men down, but I think we're a lot more um, in tune to what's going on around us, like multiple, uh, multiple things at one time. And so uh, being in that kind of being our character and being a lot more what should I say, willing to share things that we're walking through. I think that's another characteristic as nurturers that God gave us as women. And so we're more apt to share things. And we live in the age of social media and it's just a part of our culture at this point. And so I think because we are inherently more about sharing, um, I think it becomes, even if we're not intentionally trying to boast in ourselves or share, you know, we have a tendency to share the good parts and not so much the bad parts, but that's the nature. I think God definitely made us for community. And so I think the initial connection point is just, we just want to connect with other people when we share things. And it's easy to, as a person scrolling and looking at all these things to inherently have feelings about that. So if we see someone, you know, living a lifestyle that we wish we were walking through or had a healthy body or, you know, if we have a, a body situation going on and, and we see someone being super healthy, that might make us feel inferior. Or if we just see someone experiencing love in a relationship and maybe you're not in that season of life right now, I think inevitably it's going to make us feel like people have things that we don't have. And our flesh is always going to try to try to give us a reason why that's not happening. And most of the time we come up with things that aren't our reality or, or defeats that we might feel that aren't really based in truth and who God created us to be. But we believe this lie, like, well, they must deserve it. They must, you know, have this over us. And um, they must be smarter than me, or they might be more likable than me. And so we in, end up going to that place in our mind because we're trying to come up with a reason why we wouldn't have quote unquote, these good things. And so I think it's, we're just a lot more aware as women of what other women are doing around us. And my mom always used to joke, you know, I don't get ready when I, when we go out with our friends, I'm not getting ready for your dad. I'm getting ready for the, for my friends there. Right. <laughs> I'm really like good for them. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, I think we're just inherently creatures that, you know, want to put our best foot forward, whether that's physically or as a, you know, presenting ourselves well, I think that that's just what we tend to do. And so it's easy to feel like someone has something on us um, if we're not careful with that mindset. Yeah, totally. And do you think that social media has kind of added to this? I would have to say absolutely. And I think the sad part about it is it starts to happen at such young, so much younger of an age now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I wasn't allowed to have a cell phone until I got my car made mainly because my parents, you know, if something happened, they wanted me to be able to call them. So I did not have near the experience, like for my younger sister, for instance, we're almost 10 years apart in age. And by the time she was coming up, 
everyone in middle school had a phone because they were doing extracurriculars and the parents wanted to be invo- you know, involved with that and easy to contact them. But of course that introduces kids to things early. And so I think it, it becomes, it's become such a, you don't really see anyone not walking around with a phone. I mean, that's just like weird to, to see someone without a phone nowadays. And so it's, and, and there's been so many studies to show that we are addicted to our phones and we're addicted to the social media. And so when you think about, I forget the statistic, it's, it's almost, it's hard um, to say, but they, they say it's more addicting than cocaine or like heavy drugs, which is mind blowing. But if you think about that, when someone wants to have that scroll, you know, the iPhone, I hate it, but it'll give you a weekly report of how much time you spent on your screen. And I'm always ashamed. I've been working on it, but I am like always ashamed. So just, you know, I think we're all on our screens too much and we're just always inundated with what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I'm actually taking uh, just a little break from social media right now. I removed it from my phone because every now and then I just need a break. And And, you know, my husband said, well, just turn your notifications off. And, and that's great. And, you know, that's, you know, it's a step. And if that works for some people, that's great. But for me, I just don't even want it on my phone. I I just want to totally not even have that, you know, in front of me, because when I open my phone, well, there it is as an app, you know, and so even though I'm not getting a notification that, FOMO, you know, if you're yes. missing out is like real and alive. <laughs> yes, exactly. They say, you know, nine, up to 90% of our days are completely repetitive of the day before. And so I find myself, even when I have no reason to look at my phone, it's a habit. I've like, I'm used to scrolling while I'm drinking my coffee. So it, it takes no extra effort to just pick my phone up and do it because I've established that habit. And so that's a great way to like cut the cycle is just to delete the app. Cause then I'm sure you've picked up your phone and then you're like, Oh wait, it's not on here anymore. And you set your phone back down. So the best way to change that is to figure out a way to break that cycle and, and help yourself get over the habit you've kind of created for yourself. Yeah. And I can just tell just a, just a peace and a rest that comes over me when I just take a break. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a long break, but just kind of enough to just do a little reset. So I don't know who, who needed to hear that, but (laughs) that's our little sidebar conversation here. But how do you think that we lead ourselves well to avoid competition? So this is something that I've been working through. And I actually recently had an episode on my, on my podcast about staying in your own lane. That's kind of what I titled it because I had this full circle moment where it is going back to bringing up social media or just in general, we're, we're inundated with what people are doing, you know, at church in our church life or at work or personal, um, and so I found myself being so overwhelmed with, with what other people were doing and feeling like, you know, I had to be all these things that these other women were doing because I wanted to feel successful in, in different areas of my life and wanted to be doing the best I could. And so when we have this depiction and this expectation of ourselves put on us by the world, by our culture, by our friends and what they're doing. I mean, sometimes my friends are doing amazing things. And I'm like, I want to do that too. You know, it starts to get your mind off track of what's in front of you. And it really steals so much of your joy because you are trying to put 
fit your circumstances and their circumstances. And they're not the same. We all are uniquely and purposefully made, and we all have our own set of skills and gifts and things that the Lord has blessed us with. And so it was just one day I was just thinking, you know, I don't need to think about all this. Like really my only purpose here is to serve Christ first. And so when I like stopped and thought about that, I was like, am I really doing that every day? Am I putting God first every day and in every, you know, task I'm trying to get done? Or am I doing it because I'm willing what I want for myself to happen? And I found myself in a season of just striving instead of thriving. And I make that differentiation because it's important. I think a lot of people are walking around striving. We're striving to get to the next step. We're striving for the future. We're striving for what we want and desire. And we're not just thriving in our actual circumstance and our actual life, because our actual life is what's happening right now. It's not happening tomorrow. It's not happening when we get that job promotion. It's not happening when we're earning this income or have this spouse or have the children. It, our life is happening now. And I kind of did what you did. I didn't delete the apps, but I started just to really take hold of my time and really started recognizing what am I doing each day? Because the Lord has created us for the time that we're living in right now. He created us for what we're going through right now. He created the circumstances we're in and we're in them for a purpose. And I think often we get sidetracked with the Proverbs 31 woman and we hear about all the things she did well. And we start to have this perception that we're supposed to do it all. But one thing I want to point out is in Proverbs 31, it's such a wonderful representation of a woman stewarding well what God has put in front of her. To me, it's not so much about all the things she did and she did them well and everything she did turned to gold. It was more about God put her in the circumstance she was in and she did a good job at it. Like she saw opportunities. We could have all been presented with the same circumstance she had and it could have been totally different because we're all made differently but she stewarded well what was in front of her. And it wasn't so much about her doing all these other things and being super successful at him. I think it was more about each season that she was in and was raw opportunities. She did well with it. And so whatever season you're in, uh, do well with it in, in the terms of what God would have you do. And so I started just waking up with a new mindset. Like today, I'm gonna steward well what God has in front of me. If it means that my kids need more of my attention today, well, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna worry about the work stuff. I need to focus on them. They clearly need, you know, more of my attention today. Or if a friend calls and disrupts my schedule, I'm such a type A person that I'm really rigid. And sometimes I don't like to do spontaneous things. So if a friend calls and says, hey, you want to go grab, grab coffee? I have the tendency to be like, oh, I wish I could, but I've got da, 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 da. But then I just started having this new lens. Like, no, if my friend calls me out of the blue and wants to go have coffee, there's a, there's a purpose in that. And if I can make it work, why not go and, and do that? So I think it's us just having a record, uh, just recognizing that God created you specifically for what you're facing right now. And if we stay in our own lane and we're focused, focused on stewarding well what God puts in front of us for the day, we are just so much happier. We're not worried about this person accomplishing this or doing this or having this or that. We're just like going to bed at night and feeling like I did today good. Like I did the best I could. So I think that's all we can do. And when we operate from that place, we have so much more contentment. Yeah. Uh, and so much more freedom, you know, yes, I mean, they're not worried about trying to accomplish all these other things. Yes, yeah. totally. Totally. And I have noticed in my own life that, you know, when I feel like I'm 
not doing what she's doing or as fast as she's doing it. Or, and mm-hmm. I start to feel like I'm falling behind or I'm not doing enough. So then I start trying to do more. And yeah. then I, I begin to feel exhausted and I get cranky and I, you know, there's just this unsettling on the inside of me and I've been serving the Lord long enough to be able to recognize that. And then to just kind of, you know, apply the brakes a little bit and realize that God is actually saying to me, Susan, I never gave you the grace and the favor to do that. Like my grace is not on that. Amen. I, I need you to come back over here to the lane that I've called you in. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I mean, so it's really, I just think it's really important all of what you said and, and just really know your lane and yeah. invite the Lord to, you know, if you're maybe not sure what that lane looks like, invite him. He will show you exactly. um, because he wants you to know, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. Yes. Uh, So I feel like we should know this and we probably already do, but why is collaboration a better choice? So I believe that collaboration is what we were meant to do. Uh, We were meant to live in, in amongst the world uh, to serve those around us and to be part of a community and to fellowship. And uh, as a natural introvert, I can easily isolate myself and just be happy doing what I'm doing in my house all day and not be worried about stepping out. And that has been something that has evolved. And I have, uh, really been challenged in a beautiful way in this arena because God has called me to do things. I not, I didn't think I would be doing. And, uh, I think the best thing when it comes to collaboration is to just be open, open to talking to other people. And I know that, uh, God works a lot. He reveals a lot to me about what I'm doing through other people. That's just a way that he speaks to me. Sometimes I won't even be asking, but someone will just call me and say, Hey, I just wanted you to know X, Y, Z, because God need, and I have wonderful believers in my life who have been able to do this and, and tell me things that God has put on their heart to tell me. And so I've had wonderful opportunities open up just because I felt like God has told me, Hey, message that person, you know, on Instagram and tell them they're doing a great job and see the connection that creates from that. And, um, collaboration brings about so much more insight because we all are, like I mentioned earlier, we're all very habitual creatures and we tend to do things the same way. So when you collaborate with someone, you're challenging your own instincts, you're challenging the way that you've done things. And you're inviting, especially when you're aware of God's presence and inviting him into that mix. And so we can glean so much from working with someone and and never have been able to get to the point that we get to from that collaboration had we not been working with someone else. And so I think collaboration is just exactly what God intended us to do. Yeah, We can reach more when we're working together. It's like the the analogy, um, I always mess it up, but a rising tide lifts all boats. I'd believe in that so, so much. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm probably dating myself here, but back in the day, there was an acronym for the word team together. Uh-huh. Everyone achieves more. I and love that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was a big thing back in the day, but I, I still believe in that. I, I just think that, you know, in scripture, we are referred to as the body of Christ. And, yes. you know, when you think about our physical bodies, there's different parts and different functions and we need all of that. Them. you know, exactly. they, you know, my, my arm may not be able to do what my foot can do, but I need my arm as <laughs> just yes. as valuable as my foot. And so we can apply that to, you know, what you're bringing to the world and what I'm bringing and, and we don't have to compete. Oh, I just exactly. love that. Exactly. Um, 
So using wisdom, how do we know who would be a good fit for collaboration, do you think? Well, I think that is probably going to depend on the circumstance and what you're working on, obviously. One thing I like to do is consider people that might be further along the road than myself because we can gain great wisdom from someone who's gone before us. Uh, When I speak to this, you know, I'm thinking specifically about other life coaches or other podcasters who have shows that have done, had a lot more episodes than me or maybe a lot more listenership um, or life coaches who just have had more experience. And so I love connecting with people that have a similar heart and passion and vision for what they're working on. And it could be a totally, like, I'm definitely a service-based, you know, speaking from my own perspective, I'm service-based. I don't have a physical product I offer or anything like that. But even people that have physical products, you know, but have an amazing mission and vision that aligns with me, that might be someone fun to work with. Who knows what we could come up with together or connect with them. Um, And I think that when we think about even in our own church um, and people like maybe events for your church community or whatever's going on, I I think we tend to um, think if someone's different than us, then it just wouldn't work. But I have found that that's going to be more untrue sometimes. I mean, of course, I think our hearts need to be aligned and our uh, beliefs and stuff like that, especially for big projects. But when someone thinks different than, differently than me, I often find it, it's such a refreshing way to tackle things because of course I'm going to just do it the same way. So um, I guess to answer your question, I like to look for people who have a similar heart as I do for things. And after that requirement, so to speak, I mean, I'm kind of open to, you know, what someone else may have to offer and what they might bring to the table that I haven't experienced or I don't know much about. And I think it's amazing to hook up with people that have been further along in a journey, even if they're doing the exact same thing as you, you're not in competition with them because inevitably, if someone's going to connect with you or that person, there's really not much you can do about that. We all have an inherent uh, connection to certain people over other people. So I think sometimes people are, are hesitant to collaborate with others if they well, this person does or sells the exact same thing I sell, you know, I don't want, you know, I don't want to work with them because it might be my, we go to that competition mindset, but really um, someone, everyone's going to connect with people differently. And that's how God made us. We're all unique in that. And so your connection with a certain person isn't going to be hindered because you're collaborating with someone that might be in the same industry or scope as you of what you're trying to accomplish. I think it's just more about connecting with other people that, have that same heart and seeing what God can do because he can work through that in a mighty way. Mm, That is so good. And I know that you're already kind of tapping into this next question, but I'm just curious for you as a leader, how do you model this in your own areas, your sphere of influence, the areas that you're leading in? Yeah. So I have kind of mentioned this, but I do, I will connect with people that are similar to me or maybe adjacent that maybe are more experienced in a particular arena than I am. But I know that uh, my list, like I can usually have an easy example for the podcast. If I know my listeners, you know, I kind of know what they like. I know what uh, season of life they might be in. And so even though Uh, I might not be an expert in, you know, nutrition, for example, but I know someone who is and has a heart for sharing that, you know, bring them in and have them share something that I know would benefit those that 
are quote unquote under my influence, so to speak. And this could be applied to whether you have a business or not. I think it's important to understand that just like you mentioned, I mean, God uses us in so many different ways and we all are different parts to the body of Christ. And so when we have that mindset, there's not much we need to be fearful of because ultimately it goes back to that purpose of just serving Christ. And if you can do that more uh, with more resources by, by connecting with someone else, what is there to lose? So I think uh, for me, it's about finding or connecting with people that I feel like are just going to bring more, bring more for those that need it. And so uh, I have a lot of fun trying to find people to collaborate with because I love it. I think it's fun. Like even doing interviews for podcasts, I love connecting with new people and hearing their perspective and being able to have conversations that hopefully will spread God's light and his likeness. So I think it's about just being intentional about it because it is important. I think it's very important to connect with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's even a piece of, and this is probably a topic for another episode, but as I'm listening to you, I, I'm just thinking about there's a security in your identity in Christ aspect here too, that even though this person might be in the same genre as me, I, I'm not threatened by her, uh, so therefore I don't have to compete with her, mm-hmm. that I can, I can come alongside her, I can give her a leg up, I can help her, you know, with her audience or, or whatever, and I can help her shine her light, and it doesn't mean that I'm less shining or, you know, dimming my light at all. Um, And so I, I do think that there's, there's a security in our identity and Christ piece here too, that kind of removes that competition piece. Would you say? Yes, I absolutely agree with that because uh, there is, there is no pie. There's not just this pie of, of people that we get to each get a slice from that that's non-existent in God's world. I mean, we were called to go into all the nations and disciple to all people. And there's no possible way we could do that alone. I mean, it's going to take the body of Christ, like you've mentioned before, to do this. And uh, it, it, it serves our ultimate purpose is to just bring more people. And so if, if you can connect with someone else and collaborate with them, you're just widening that net. You're, ca- you're able to cast that net further and wider, and there's going to be good fruit harvested from that. And uh, I don't think that, you know, any type of con you could come up with, I think could be outweighed by pros tenfold. So mm-hmm. I, I think collaboration is important because it's exactly what you said. We are made, you know, we have the spirit of Christ and we have our identity in him and we don't have to be worried about that competitive side to things. Yeah. And so share with the listeners what it looks like to champion other women, knowing that when she wins, we all win. Yes. I love this because I have seen, even in my own experience, I've been, I guess, in the social media realm, you know, for since 2014 is when I initially started my blog. So I've been around a lot and I've seen people who have started when I did and they're way further along than I am or someone who started after me and they've gone viral. And, you know, here I am still trying so hard day in, day out. And, uh, you know, I, you know, yeah, I'm not going to say I've always been like not felt defeated in that. But really when you take an inventory of it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying. It's like, we all are created uniquely. We all have our own bandwidth, right? To handle certain things. I have my own characteristics and you have your own characteristics. And so God isn't, you know, he's not 
I guess what I'm trying to say is I used to think, you know, that I was carrying the weight of everything. I was carrying the burden of making everything happen, but God could make my one post go viral like the other person and instantly, you know, have all these people in my wheelhouse, so to speak, that are looking at me, or I could just consistently show up every day and there's a group, a small group, but I'm speaking to them every day. And so it goes back to that staying in my own lane because I might not, I might think that would be great to go viral, but I might not have the bandwidth to handle that right now. God knows what is best for us. And so he can take the small effort we make and explode it. He can take the consistent effort we make and, you know, grow it to what he wants. It doesn't matter size. It doesn't matter any of the things that the world tries to tell us is what is a measure of success. So I try to measure my expectations against God's expectations and not the world's. And that gives me a lot of peace and that freedom that you spoke to earlier. It gives me so much freedom to just be like, I get to show up how I'm showing up right now. And God's going to do with it what he pleases. You know, my job is to remain faithful in the calling he has on my heart and to be aware and present enough to know, does God want me to steward this right now or lay it down? Mm -hmm. And that's a hard question to ask ourselves sometimes because sometimes we don't want to lay things down that he wants us to. And it just goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, feeling like you're, you're burnt out and just, you know, not resting and, and you know, then that those are seasons you need to really pause. And I feel that so much too. And, uh, that has always been a helpful tool for recognizing, okay, Lord, I I get it. Like, I don't have the bandwidth for this right now and it's not serving me. I know it's not serving you because I'm, I can't handle this. And so it's something to pray over and come into, you know, agreement with the Lord and alignment with what he has in our lives. And that really requires just to be prayerful and, seek his understanding over things. And so I think when we see other people doing things well, it's like, yes, like God has given them the bandwidth to handle that. Let's cheer them on because they're doing a mighty work right now. And they're being a light that God needs them to be right now. It's not about, it's taken away from me. It's like God has given them the circumstance to do this right now. And that's wonderful because it's bringing more, um, as believers, you know, putting this in the context of that, but you know, seeing someone do something great and have an impact on that. That's something to cheer. That's something to champion because they can handle it right now. Um, right. And they can grow from that right now. And I think that's something we should consider when we think about other people's things. I, I love the analogy. Some people are like, you know, we only see the tip of something someone's doing. We don't see the whole iceberg under the water and we don't know their journey. We don't know what they've had to walk through to get to that point. We don't know still what they have to learn through it. And so it just comes back to that same thing I said earlier, just staying in your own lane and being okay with that. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, I like to define success as, am I being obedient? Mm-hmm. That's how I define success. That's a good am, one. Yes. am I being obedient to this season of my life and what God has called me to do right now, because he hasn't called me to do all things. He's called me to do some things and to do those things well. But if I'm trying to, you know, overextend myself and do all of these things, well, then I'm not really doing anything well, you know, cause exactly. I, I'm so spread thin. And, and yet when we, like you said, the, the measuring stick of success, according to the world, that goalpost is always changing. And so mm-hmm. then we're, you know, we're working even harder. And, and, you know, when we think that we finally quote unquote arrived, well, then it's moved. And so then we keep yeah. going, you know? And so for me, I like to just kind of bring it down to and simplify Susan, are you being successful in 
are in being obedient, that that is that for me personally, when I, when I think about success, it's being obedient to what the Lord has called me to do. So speak to the woman listening today that may have had a poor experience collaborating with someone and maybe feels hesitant to try again. Well, I can relate to this because it has happened to me before. And I think for me in the, in the midst of it, it was, I couldn't really see past the weeds and I was just consumed with how am I going to get out of this? What am I going to do? And where do I go from here? And it was a season where I drew close to God and knew that I needed to have his discernment on what to do and coming out of it on the other side, it really opened my eyes to how differences can, can stop or can stop you from wanting something you may have wanted because you recognize that that wasn't ultimately what you should have been pursuing. Um, sometimes we can rush into collaborations because we think, oh my gosh, shiny new object. This sounds great. Why not go for it? Why not do it? And we can make the choice more quickly without waiting and thinking through it and trying to understand a few steps ahead so that we can see is this really aligning with what God wants me to do right now. And that was kind of the mistake that I had made. I jumped into something that I thought sounded great. Like, why not? This aligns with what I think I should be doing. This sounds great. And it, it just taught me so much about, okay, I should have been more, uh, willing to, invite God into that and say, okay, is this, is this really what you need me to do? Um, or is this a scapegoat for something? Because I think it fits, but it's not really going to work out. And if that has happened to you, if you've had a bad collaboration, really just take an inventory of what happened. And, and that's what I did. I really just took a minute and just wrote down how I was feeling in the midst of it. What was the outcome afterwards? And it helped me to understand what to look for. And it goes back to that. I think when I was speaking earlier about finding someone whose heart really aligns with your heart and the mission that you have and the vision that you have, making sure that that's understood. Um, Also going forward, I think sometimes collaborations don't work because again, it might be someone different than you who has a different way of doing things. And so really have, it's just like any other relationship, having good communication, having clear expectations of what's to take place is so important to a good collaboration because if you have poor listening skills and you don't communicate well, a collaboration is going to be challenging, just like any relationship would be. So I think we have to go into it understanding that there's going to be some give and take. There's going to be sometimes you're doing more, the other person's doing more. Um, Maybe they're not doing things the way you would want them to do, but if they're getting it done on time, you know, let the expectation go that they should be doing it the same way that you would. Um, And so I think it just has to be a merriment of letting go some of your own expectations of how you would do things, be open to how someone else does things and have that clear line of communication. And don't be afraid because it's another learning opportunity. Even if it doesn't go well, the way I have come to a lot of things is just recognizing it's an opportunity to learn. And uh, we always hear that like, well, I learned so much from that. And that sounds like a pat answer, but honestly, it really helps redefine yourself and what you're doing so much more clearly. So even if it doesn't go well, you know, for a second time, that that's okay because you're going to get something out of it regardless. It's going to teach you about how to, you know, be a better collaborator, how to connect with other people, communicate well, and it will be for, 
it, it won't be all for naught, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So mm -hmm. don't be hesitant. Use it as a learning experience again. Oh, that is so good, Emily, and such a great segue into my final question as we wrap up this week's episode. You know, we're talking about just being with people that God, you know, created us for community and collaboration is the way to go, uh, not competition, not going solo. But how do we walk through seasons of building relationships? Well, this one for me, I mentioned earlier that I am an introvert at heart, so it's easy for me to have friendships and still feel very strongly without having to speak to people every day or get together all the time. I still have a strong connection to all my friends. Um, if you're listening, I still love you if I haven't talked to you in a while, but um, I think it's important that we recognize that relationships are part of how God created us to be. And it's important to know that building relationships is a big part of going through life. You're going to have some seasons where, you know, you're going to have a lot of people in your life and you're balancing a lot of relationships. You're going to have other seasons where people start dropping off and maybe it's a situation that you grieve over because you weren't anticipating losing this person or, or, or maybe it was a season where it, it just naturally happened and, and there wasn't a lot of hurt over that. Um, but I think the big thing here is that relationships ebb and flow and God has placed people in your life for a reason. And I, uh, I love that because I know from my own experience that when you least expect it, people will come into your life. And if you have, if you're so focused on everything else in your life and being focused on tomorrow and being focused on, you know, not seeing what's right in front of you, you can miss a big piece of your life that God wants you to experience. And so I think it's important to be open to relationships, be aware of it and be seeking that because we can never have too many friends. We can never have too much, too many connections. You just never know how these connections are going to play out along for, you know, and for the rest of your life. And so I find it interesting, you know, how God has worked different relationships into my life personally. And and even when I've least expected it. And I also believe that if you're in a season where you are lacking that fellowship and you're lacking that connection, pray about that. Because every time I've been in a season like that, God has always gifted me a wonderful friend. And even if it's even for a short season, it doesn't really matter. Um, if you're praying for that connection, God will bring those connections to you. And I think it's about just having an open heart and being okay with certain relationships ebbing and flowing and, um, and the different seasons that that can bring in your life. Because I know even going from not being a mom to a mom, like that was a huge jump in my relationships with a lot of my friends, because a lot of my friends weren't having kids when I, when I had that mine. And so that was something interesting to go through. And I think re regardless of what your circumstances, we're all going to go through different seasons. And um, it's important to have an open heart and to cherish the different people that are in your life and see how you can serve them. Um, it's kind of, it goes back to stewarding well, what's in front of you. And oftentimes those are people that are in front of you that you could steward well um, and serve them well and learn from that. Ooh, that is such a great point. I love that. The people that are in front of you to steward yeah. those relationships really well. And I, before, um, before I conclude, I want to circle back to something that you just said uh, about ebbing and flowing in relationships. And, you know, when you became a mom mm -hmm. and some relationships changed, I, I want to make sure that, that we point out 
that sometimes relationships change, but it's not that anything bad happened. It's just, you know, things in your life changed and, you know, you got married or you became a new mom or you moved, you know, to another place in the state or across the country or whatever. And, and so just to remember that God knows who should be in your life at any given moment. And as much as we all crave those, those really important relationships and community. God wants it for you even more. And he, he created you for community. Um, he didn't want you to do life alone. And um, I, I just really, I really want to emphasize again, what Emily just shared with you is, is to invite God into that area of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you are feeling like, you know, there's just not a whole lot of people around you, maybe there's been some changes in this area of your life. Like she said, pray about that and he will bring those people into your life. Emily, this has been so, so good. You, um, you just have so much wisdom and uh, I really appreciate everything that you've shared with us. How can, how can listeners connect with you? Well, thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed this conversation. I think it's so important to talk about this stuff because like we already said, it's a crazy time we're living in and we need to have those connections and um, not be in competition. So uh, you can find me on Instagram at by Emily Vermillion. I also have a free Facebook community that I love to invite people into. It's I do a lot of life coach training in there. It's called the Bold Insiders. You can just search for it for it on Facebook. Um, but those are great ways to just stay connected. And of course, if you want to listen to another podcast, um, the Thought Vault is my podcast. <laughs> the Thought Vault. Yes. Okay. Uh, So if you are interested in any of those, be sure that you take a look at the show notes. All of those links and information are right there for you because um, I do believe in collaboration and connecting people with other people. And and so I know that Emily would love to stay connected with you and invite you into her world as well. So with that, thank you so much for joining us again this week and know that you are fully seen, you are fully known and fully heard, and God could not love you any more than he loves you right now at this very moment. Stay well, and I will catch you next time. Well, I hope that that was a blessing in your life. I'd love to hear what you walked away with from this week's episode. Drop a comment and let me know. I read and respond to each and every one of them, and I would love to hear from you. We all know people who could use some encouragement, especially nowadays, right? If you felt this episode was a blessing to you, would you share it with the people in your life? Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode because a new one drops each and every Wednesday. And would you be willing to leave a review and maybe even a few stars? It not only fills my heart and means so much to me, but it helps women find the podcast and be encouraged too. Have a fabulous week and I will connect with you right back here next week.